Welcome to the Creative Play and Podcast Network. Join us as we share our favorite RPGs, one-shot games, tabletop games, reviews, and convention panels. Sit back and enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome back to Hashtag RPG at Day 2023. It is now August the 7th. Jim here and Honey. And unlike the other day that had a whole bunch of our other camera groups jumping in, it's just the two of us today because it's, it's <laughs> Monday and it's it's a busy, busy Monday. It was a rough Monday. It was a rough Monday. So for today, work smarter, not harder. The and I love the prompt because it's so weird and quirky. The smartest RPG you've played. So smartest being the bold word, so the prompt is either the smartest RPG you've played or just smartest. So you could always ad lib something about smart role playing games and throw that together. <laughs> well, it all depends, you know, because um if you want like math heavy, old school D and D with that thacko, oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> that was a rough one. Um, uh, especially, I mean, I was an art major for a reason. <laughs> I hate math. Hate the it, hate it, hate it. Backo days. You need yeah. A slide rule and a chart. Then, now smart could also be, you know, well dressed. You're, you know, you're smartly dressed. So there are some wonderful, you know, uh, RPGs with, you know, different types of, uh, you know what? You know, just visually speaking. So, I mean, like the new avatar, the whole covers with the brand new, like the, the, uh, um, uh, the Kickstarter edition, just beautiful. Some of those are just lovely. But you know what I think I'm going to go with? I thought the, the, you know what? RPG manual, I think is the smartest and <laughs> it's the Dresden. Oh, that, I, is, that is definitely because, the smartest dressed RPG of them all. Well, well, no, and it's just because, like, if especially if you've read the books, you know, um, and you know the characters and stuff, you know, it was really. I'm gonna go with clever uh, mm -hmm. as my interpretation. In the book, there are like little, like. Post-it notes, of course, that are printed on, you know, it's, it's, it's as if it were, you know, of Harry and his gaming group, the werewolves, mm -hmm. you know, with notes and stuff working on the, you know, the campaigns and stuff. That whole, it's just so cute. It's so clever. It makes you smile and gives you helpful little information in a fun, friendly, quirky way. So I'm going to go with my interpretation of smartest as clever, and I'm going to go with the Dresden Files. That, that's a good choice. I mean, the crib notes that they put in the margins are freaking hysterical. Uh-huh. Like you said, they are totally written in character, and it's it follows the commentary that this book, game book you're reading is actually the manuscript of an RPG book that the werewolves are writing using Harry and everyone else as, you know, input into the RPG that can secretly be used by the Paranet 
to teach people about the supernatural at the same time. I see. It's like it's it's got levels. <laughs> it's it's got total meta levels, you know, <laughs> which was a hugely smart move for both the uh, writers as well as the uh, contributing artists. Because of course, each crib note has got its own handwriting. So by the time you get to like page five, you can recognize Bob's handwriting from Harry's handwriting. And exactly. And it will totally get you to read the whole book cover to cover just to read the crib notes. Yeah, and and that I thought, I mean, that's got to be the most clever one that I have seen. So, yeah. Yeah, and at first, you know, I'm like, smartest RPG, what am I going to say? What am I going to say? But, yeah, no, I'm totally 100% in Dresden Files. Just had to get you in the moment. Once you were there, you you shined. The inspiration. That is a good one. I mean, it really, really <laughs> is a good choice. And I unfortunately, we of... haven't played it in a very long time. So True. It has been way too long since we've had a Fader Dresden game going on. Exactly. And again, so. I'll totally you know go along with you to say also that Fate System is a smart system because it's smart in its simplicity. It has aspects instead of stats. You know, you do have the pyramid for skills, but they're vague but specific. So as long as your players can play it off, the cool thing of this is why this relates to that, it totally works on a meta level. Yeah. See, and here I was just going to say for smartest RPG, I was going to totally pop out with the Genesis system that using symbols instead of numbers is a really smart way of getting players to use more agency. Because we all know in in RPGs you have players that, that either have used agency and got stepped on for it or just feel like the GM has to prompt them. They're not allowed to volunteer stuff. And you get both... Both the cool dice rolls, because you can get a cool triumph where you can throw out something, you know, out there, which I, I always throw it out to my players, and I always recommend this to every GM out there. If your players roll three advantages or a triumph in the Genesis system, totally throw them a bone and say, I won't screw you over, and I got a really good suggestion if you're willing to cash those in with me. And give them something that moves the story along or helps them. You know, don't purposely do not shortchange them for that, for cashing it in with you and and giving you trust. But it's a great way as a GM to actually either info dump if it's a knowledge skill or give them an NPC ally if it's a social skill or if it's a combat skill. Totally give them a screen swipe to get to the next scene so you're not stuck bogged down exchanging blaster bolts or bullets in a street duel with some cyberpunks or casting spells between casters if it's, you know, a fantasy. You know, it's great in that it gives players agency because they have story points. So they can always flip a story point or a, uh, you know, destiny point if it's Star Wars to to make a declaration, which is always great. As long as it's not game-breaking, do it. You know, do you want to say, yes, we do have air masks on the Millennium Falcon while we're parked in an asteroid because nobody bought them? Yes, cash in those points. And then if you have advantage and triumph, the players, you, you should not be afraid to ask, can I, for, 
as as many of my gaming groups will say, for one advantage, can I do this? And I'm totally willing to tell them, no, actually, that would be more of a three advantage or a triumph type of thing. But I, but I applaud you for trying. But, but it's good that you, I mean, that you mentioned, don't screw the people over for that. Yeah, yeah. That's, you know, that's, it's like, that's because, it. yeah, once you break that trust. Yeah, A lot of players, it. once they lose any agency, they are forever burned from trying to have any player agency in the game ever again. Which, that's just something I've noticed as a GM through the years, many, many, many years, that uh, sometimes you get players in a, in a game with you, and they've been in other groups where they've tried to, to put themselves out there and got squished for saying, oh, can I do this? And they're like, no, there's only one correct way to get from point A to point B. You cannot use any creativeness. Until the barbarian comes up and says, that wooden door, can I bend it? <laughs> and the GM gives them the twerky face of, you mean break it? No, I mean bend it. And they roll a natural 20 on their athletics. Apparently, yes, you can bend the planks of the door. There you go. Yeah, so, so never be afraid to uh, let your players do things and push the rules. I mean, there is that whole rule of cool thing, which is not only smart, but it's also entertaining as hell. But uh, for smartest RPG I played, I definitely want to throw it out there to Genesis and Star Wars. Because for me, it's just that it, it's smart in the choices that it gives players freedom. And I like Genesis better than Star Wars in regards to the talent system. Because players can choose which talents they buy, as opposed to in Star Wars, it's a here is your talent tree, very MMO-ish. And, you know, you can't go outside the lines unless you buy another career, which, let's be honest, in Star Wars, everyone buys a second career. Yeah, you kind of, yeah, definitely. I mean, that is kind of like a Star Wars trope there, that no one character is just one thing. Princess Leia is a diplomat, but I'm pretty sure she's got the either the recruit for the rebels or a soldier background in there. And I'm just saying. Or a wee bit of Jedi. Well, she also picked up some of that later on in the series. Uh Yeah, and then you've got Luke, who's a uh, farm boy pilot, but he's also got some mechanics going on there because, you know, he can fix things. And he gets the whole... Tammy... Can he really? <laughs> hey, I mean, he fixed his own hand. He fixed he, the lightsaber. He fixed the X-Wing. He even cleaned up R2, like, multiple times. Only once he ran away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a good RPG will let players play as smart. <laughs> got the word in there. Or as crazy as they want, you know, which is one thing I like. So when you get, uh, and in Fate's good at that too, that when you fail in Fate, just like Star Wars, it's not that you suck, it's just that the situation was not favorable according to the dice. Because just to steal something from the Power by the Apocalypse system is the, we're asking a question and the dice are giving us the answer. You know, can I shoot that guy? Will it's witchcraft, it's fortune telling! <laughs> 
So that's going to be August the 2nd, smartest RPG that you've played. And again, that was a really good call on Dresden because, yeah, yeah, if you guys ever get a chance to get the hard copies, which is a beautiful big tome, yeah, or even the PDF, it is a very, very pleasant read. Even when they get into the game mechanics where it gets kind of confusing, they actually do the examples as comments in the sidebars, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Where they're like, yeah. but Harry, wouldn't this kind of spell be more of a blah, blah, blah? And Harry goes in there and says, no, let me explain why. And they, <laughs> the writers just had a blast doing it. They, yeah, they did. And you could tell not only were they well-versed, they really loved the... um. The book series. Yeah, they love the the, the the IP material. I mean, we all know that Jim Butcher is a gamer, and there's a reason why Harry Dresden started playing his Wizards game with his werewolf friends, you know. <laughs> Which is funny as hell. But uh, we definitely want to know what your smartest RPG is, because there are so many RPGs out there. And pretty much every one of them, in my opinion, does have some smart choice that they make in it. You can totally key in on. And others, you know, you know, you may have to look deep to find the smart choices or just these smarts of it, you know. Like, for those who love numbers, the Savage Worlds is great because, you know, the exploding dice, when they're hot, oh, mm-hmm. uh, the true. table cheers for you when your dice are, start exploding. If, yeah, but, if, but if you're not someone who can divide any number by four in three seconds or less, sometimes that's a little too smart. <laughs> you manage to roll 36, divide that by four. How many successes and then, over target number of three? And then if you like lots of dice, <laughs> then you have the white wolf and let's roll like lots of di- ten-sided dice and then we'll just take away and that mm-hmm. type of thing. That hey, white White Wolf is another one that I consider a smart choice. The layout of their books, with the fiction at the beginning, then the actual game mechanics, then the mm-hmm. actual game material, it's a good layout because it gets people interested, and then the the hype of the cool fiction pushes you through to the rules to explain the rules. Yeah, you get some of the coolness factor, you get drawn into the world, and then it goes into uh, some of the uh, minutiae of, you know, world building and character building, mm-hmm. that type of thing. And usually they're pretty good in their stories that they salt and pepper game mechanics without telling you it's game mechanics. So you can literally, when you when you know the mechanics, you can look back and go, aha, that's, they're talking about her using celerity for speed or obfuscation to hide. You know, and they, they do it in a good show-don't-tell kind of fashion. Mm-hmm. And yep. as as a killer extra party bonus, I'll throw out there, as much as I hate them, I love the Star Wars fluff books. When Fantasy Flight Games and Asmodees came up with their fluff books standard, as a RPG writer, the books are great because you get the book for the fluff book for the different careers, you get three to four new races, you know, new Star Wars species. Then you get three extra specializations for each 
career the book is based on. And then you get weapons and armor and ships and gear. And a really nice back half of the book is useful for the GM and the player in here is how you play a blank, whether it's the smuggler's book, the bounty hunter's book, the diplomat's book, in a way that, that's written out so that newbie GMs could totally read this and go, aha, here's how I run diplomacy. Here's how I set up a bounty, because none of the books tell me what a bounty is for somebody, so it gives you a nice breakdown of how far do you travel. Bounty goes up. Here's a list of war criminals, you know. And each book, like the smuggler, gives you here is contraband and math for setting up your, your payout for your, your contraband. Because a lot of us early GMs, we just spit out numbers for contraband and said, oh, you get paid this much. And our <laughs> players ate it up thinking we knew what we were talking about. GMing. Licensed bullshit. Yep. <laughs> Pull it out of your butt and see what sticks to the wall. <laughs> and often listen to your players and say, Aha, yes, that was my plan all along. Scribble, scribble, scribble. <laughs> that is the smartest way to GM. Have a nice feel for the setting so you can pull crap out of your butt at a, at a moment's notice but don't pigeonhole your players and let them use their creativity because you never want to stymie your, your players creativity though it's like pulling teeth when you look at your players and you say okay guys you just dropped off you your cargo where are you going next because mm -hmm. you want to know from the players point of view what they're interested in doing it's a classic GM trick <laughs> followed by the next smartest GM trick which is the start role playing because that fills in game time <laughs> you never think of it that way until you think of it that way this GM's role playing with me he's filling in 30 minutes so he doesn't have to create some more NPC stats <laughs> but that, uh, that, that that is a good smartest place to, to stop Unless you have something else to throw out there, Kelly. Nope, nope. I think that we, we covered the topic quite well. Okay. So uh, tomorrow, the Star Wars groups looks like they're going to totally jump on August the 8th, which is your favorite, bold word, character. <laughs> so it could be either your favorite character or just character. Should be a good one. Alrighty, guys, thank you for listening, and I hope you're having a great RPG a Day 2023, and you are getting to listen, because, of course, after I game tonight, I'm totally going to be listening in on some of the RPG Days online. Make sure you hashtag them so you can find them with hashtag RPG a Day 2023, or like I've been doing, you do both, RPG Day and <laughs> 2023, because that way you can always find everything. Alrighty, guys, thank you for listening. Bye. And in case you haven't seen it, Lexa is totally listing in the Skype channel all of your fat loot in Iron Kingdoms. Oh, she is? Yep. <laughs> Apparently she was re-listening to the episode and, and was writing everything down. My character doesn't, like, officially care about loot, mind you. But I do like to go drink carousing. <laughs> as all long right. as you have enough loot to pay the tab. Yeah, okay.
I'll be in the bedroom shortly. Okay. None of that yawning stuff. Let me see. Mwah. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Creative Play and Podcast Network. If you enjoyed our show, please check out D&D Journey of the 5th Edition and Ragnarok and roll a Scion Hero to Ragnarok Story. Also, check out our Patreon page for more content and behind-the-scenes things, as well as joining us for a one-shot game or two.